Hi, welcome to the Off the Deep End podcast. My name is Sierra, and today I am here with Alex, and we are going to be continuing with some of the spooky things that we've been talking about, and today we are talking about Nightmare Before Christmas revisited soundtrack. So, Nightmare Before Christmas came out in like 93, I think, something like that, and... um, it's a musical, if you don't know anything about it. And then in 2008, I believe it was, they did, like, a Nightmare Revisited thing, and they had a bunch of artists that were really big at the time cover the different songs on the soundtrack. So, we are going to be talking about those, because Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, a Halloween staple. You kind of have to watch it around this time of year. It's Alex's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And so... Yes, that's what we are going to talk about today. So, do you have any opening statements before we get going? I don't. Well, maybe just, like, I have high expectations, like, for each of these songs because it is my favorite movie, so I know each and every song very, very well Mm -hmm. because I've seen them probably a thousand times and heard them a thousand times, Mm -hmm. so... So you have high expectations for the revisited for, stuff. like the okay that it's going to be really really good yeah okay okay so the cool thing I think about this is that they didn't just cover the songs that have vocals with it they covered some of the instrumental ones as well so it really was like a completely revisited thing um, the guy who wrote the songs and did the original music for it is Danny Elfman. He's one of my favorite composers. So I think that the original soundtrack he is, is a legend is perfect. Um, I don't think it needs to be messed with, but I think that it's cool that like they did this and stuff anyway. Um, and that sort of thing. So to get right into it, because even though the movie is really short, like there actually are a lot of songs mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, the first song is just the overture, um, and I don't know how to say who does it. Do you know how to pronounce it? I think it's Devochka. Something like that. Um, so this is, like, exactly what it sounds like. It's an overture, right? So gives you a little bit of everything that you're going to be listening to when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I do not like their version at all because I don't like polka music. And I don't think that it, like, needed to be messed with. I just, I don't, I don't like it. That's all I have to say about it. I don't like it either. I just... Because, to me, like, the way it was originally written fits so perfectly... Like, Mm -hmm. the styles meld so well together, like, this music in the movie. This does not meld whatsoever. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird. I've never listened to them before. I've never listened to them after. So, I don't know, like, what their style is or what they do or even who they are. So, I don't know. I would be curious to know, and I didn't look into this, like, how Disney picked... Like, who got to do the covers because there's some pretty, like, unconventional and not very family-friendly people on the album. (laughs) Um, And there's, like, a handful of people that I, like, these guys and a few others who I've just never really heard much about. So it's not even just, like, 
oh, like, it's a movie that a lot of alternative people like, so only alternative people are going to be doing, or alternative artists are going to be doing, like, the reimagined versions. Like, that's not what it is. Um, so I don't know if in, I mean, maybe in the polka subculture, everyone knows who these people are, but I just, I, I don't understand, like, why they were selected to do the cover, but then again, I don't really know anything about them, but I don't like it. I, like I said earlier, I think Danny Elfman stuff is great and doesn't really need to be messed with, and I don't think that their version adds anything to it. So I'm just, just not a fan. Um, the second song is This Is Halloween, and it's covered by Marilyn Manson. So I used to really like this version, and now I just don't like it as much. Um, I like the original one more, and I've talked about this before. Um, what I like on the original one is the different voices of the different people of Halloween Town. And I know that he alters his voice throughout to, like, give different personalities to the different voices. But it's just not the same as, like, the actual different characters and the wind and the clown and the monster and, the like, all those sorts of things, like... He does it, but I don't know. He doesn't do it enough that, like, I don't like it. But I like that they took the song and obviously made it very, like, rock-influenced and that sort of thing. Um, he's one of the people that I think is, like, unconventional to be on this. So it makes sense why they would pick him. But oh, at yes. the same time, like, I would want to know, like, who suggested that and, like, where did it come from? And I just, I didn't look into it. You look I into it and find out. Okay. Wouldn't it be weird? Like, and he heard about it and he approached it and he was like, hey guys, can I, I do this song? So I've actually been researching him like a tad because, spoiler alert, we're going to do an episode on him too. And um, so I've started actually today like researching him a bit more than just some of the stuff that I know and like watching some of the interviews with him and that sort of thing and um I do know that he's a big fan of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory which I wouldn't have guessed like I wouldn't have not guessed but I wouldn't really have guessed either so I mean maybe he really likes this movie one song featured on the album Marilyn Manson's okay this came from Wikipedia Marilyn Manson's This Is Halloween was previously released nearly two years earlier on the 2006 reissue of the film's original soundtrack, which, featuring five covers of the songs from the film, acted as a precursor to Nightmare Revisited. That doesn't answer the question, but... Um... Yeah, I'm not... I mean, they just did it for, like, the 15-year anniversary, but it's mm -hmm. not saying, like, where it came from. Oh. Produced and mixed by Marilyn Manson and Tim Scold. Go, Tim. I didn't know that. Okay, anyway, it's not important. I don't know where it came from, but... They're pretty good friends. He used to be in the band with him. I mean, Marilyn Manson doing a Disney song. That's oh, okay. where I don't know where that came okay. from. Tim Skold used to be in his band. I yes, know that. I knew that. You knew that because I told you. Anyway, um, yeah, I can't figure out, like, 
where it came from or how that was decided, but it works. Like, that's who I would have expected. Like, more people like him, some of the other people on the album. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what are your thoughts on this song? Because you I, talked about it. This is my favorite song on the album. This is my favorite song in the movie. Um, I bounce back and forth every now and then on which one I like better. The original version or this cover by Marilyn Manson at this current state I like Marilyn Manson's better but like in a few months I'll probably switch back to the other one it bounces I love them both I can listen to them both equally it's just my favorite song I can't listen to the original soundtrack like when I'm driving but I'll listen to this one like I feel like I have to be not like in a mood but in specific settings to just listen to the soundtrack Really, I can do it at any time. Whereas, um, and I think that goes for, like, anything. Because, like, even with other musicals that I like a lot, like Sweeney Todd, I don't think anyone's ever covered their stuff. But, like, I kind of just listen to those for fun like that. I don't know. So, okay. The third song is Jack's Lament by the All-American Rejects. So, I, like... Like, a decent amount of the All-American Reject songs. Really, just, like, they're really popular ones that everyone knows. Um, but I really, really hate the sound of his voice in this one. I think it sounds awful. Really? I think, yeah. I think, like, musically, it's nothing special. Like, musically, it doesn't even sound... Different. All that different at all. And I just... His, and I, Okay, I don't know that much about the all-american rejects at all either so i don't know anything about like lineup changes or anything like that but like this does not sound like um give you gives you hell or like dirty little secret or any of the like he just sounds like a different person and i don't like how this like i i can't listen to it i always skip right through it really yeah i think it's just so I don't know. I just think it's so bad. I really like this one. I do not like it as much as the original, like, mm-hmm. original soundtrack, but I do like this one. This is one of the ones on the Revisited that I will listen to. Because I don't like them all, mm-hmm. but this one I do. But I also am a big fan of all the All-American Rejects. Like they- Does he sound like that in any of his other stuff? Yes. Okay, so maybe it. I don't like, like the them first that time much. I heard this, I was like, I know exactly who's singing that. First, like note that came out of his mouth, oh, instantly. Maybe I don't actually like them that much at all. Fake fan. Okay. But you. I'm so sorry. They, they remind me. They like take me very much back to like high school. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing some of their stuff on the like on the radio all the time or whatever. Back in the day. Because, I mean, they don't do anything now, um, right? I don't even know. If you listen to this one and you listen to... Dirty Little Secret, yeah. If you listen to them side by side, you can immediately tell it's the same dude's voice. No, it doesn't sound the same to me at all. Yes, it does. To me, it doesn't sound the same at all. Maybe, and maybe it's, like, the instrumentals that, you know... And, I mean, it's a different style, too, whereas I feel like with... Um, Marilyn Manson's cover and some of the other covers on here, 
they change the instrumentals and they put it in their style. Whereas yeah. there's other songs on here where it's like they just sang it. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine if that's what they wanted to do, but it wasn't like a a whole like new version. It was just them singing as opposed to like whatever the actor or actress was that sang. So maybe that's it too, because it's not like a rock or a pop rock or anything like that type of song. I it really just feels like he's singing with, you know, whatever yeah. instrumentals behind him. Okay, so the next one is Dr. Finkelstein slash In the Forest. And this is by Amina, I think is how you say it. Um, this, this song does not sound like The Nightmare Before Christmas to me at all. It reminds nope. me of the soundtrack to Pirates of the Caribbean at Ooh. World's End when they're in Singapore. That's a very, very that's good... Exactly. That's the first thing that I thought of because I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but I've especially never... when they first came out, like, I was, like, hella into them, and... I've never been able to figure out what it re- Someone... Like. That's exactly what Well, it okay, like. someone got me the soundtrack, the third one. I have it... I don't think I have it anymore, but I had it on CD, And I would listen to it, like, every night while I would, like, fall asleep. So I, like, listen to those songs all the time. And, um, yes, that's what it, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. Is, like, when they're in Singapore, when they're on the bridge with, like, the monkey and all that It sounds nothing like The Nightmare Before Christmas to me at all. But it, you're exactly right. That is exactly what it sounds like. It could meld right in with that movie. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. You have I got made connections it. in my brain. I got it. So I don't I don't like it. I I think I don't like it because it feels so out of place. Because I like the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack and I think that that song is is okay like in that context, but I think like for this I don't like it. I don't think it's anything. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> okay, um, so the next song is What's This by Flyleaf. So I love Flyleaf. Flyleaf is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, however, to me, this song is very flat and, like, just so unenthusiastic sounding. Like, she doesn't sound excited whereas in the movie like he's freaking stoked because he's never seen any of this stuff before this is just very and like to me she doesn't usually sound this way because like i listen to her stuff all the time um lacy doesn't sound like so bored and so just like yeah unenthusiastic so i like it because i like them and i like her voice and i like that they're on it um but I don't, compared to the original, I think the original is like 10 times better. Um, but I do really like the bass in this song a lot. I think that their bass player, um, Pat, is very, very good. And I think that this song shows his bass playing abilities very well. I'm assuming Alex doesn't like it because Alex doesn't like them. I do not like this song That's at all. That's my guess. Yes. Which correct. makes me sad because this is one of my favorite songs. Like like you said, it doesn't sound like enthusiastic and happy. Mm-hmm. And when like in the movie, it is like the fastest, like happiest song that they have because he is so excited yeah. about everything. 
and it just it doesn't like match the tone yeah yeah it's just so like drudgy and so like and i also just do not like fly leaf which that that is like my problem but like i know you don't but yeah i just yeah if you listen to her other stuff that's not it is different she looks tired all the time like no offense but like i don't know that's just kind of how she looks sometimes but um she isn't like usually she sounds very whatever and she's like very energetic when she performs and stuff so i don't i don't know but i'm also curious to know like how did they get on this album like where did that come from because they toured with i mean flyleaf when flyleaf was in their prime like they were really really big and they would tour with corn and people like them like Didn't of that level right all the time um or at least they're like up so if this came out in 2008 their first album came out in 2000 oh they just posted about it 2005 and then like the special edition came out so they had like their first album and then they didn't put out another one for quite a bit of time because their first album was so successful and they were riding the wave of that for a while. But, like, they weren't overdoing it. Like, I felt like they were riding the wave very, like, appropriately and very um, intelligently in terms of, like, business and that sort of thing. Um, I can't I think the second album came out in, like, 2000, 2008, 2009, something like that. It was right around when I started high school, and I started high school in 2009. So maybe it was 2009. And then their last album came out my senior year of high Well, no, that's a lie. The last album with their original singer came out my senior year of high school, and then they got a new singer. And unfortunately, Flyleaf is one of those bands that when you get a new singer, like, it's done. Like, no one else was going to listen to them. Um, So, I mean, myself included, I don't really like the stuff with the other person that much, but... Um, yeah, I like the original version of this song so much. I do too. And I listen to this one all the time, but I listen to it because it's a Flyleaf song. I don't listen to it because it's like, oh my God, I signed it before Christmas and I love that. Like, so yeah. Okay. The next one is the town meeting song by the polyphonic spree. This song has such a slow start to it that I hate it like it feels like it takes forever to get going and then it gets going and it's like for what like there it's there's all this build up and then there's nothing Mm -hmm. like a minute of like quiet music and like weird vocals and what's gonna happen and then literally nothing so I don't like it go ahead what do you I don't do like this think at about all. It? I do not like this one at this all. This is another band that I've never heard of, like, prior to this. I haven't either. And I don't... This song doesn't make me want to listen to them, that's for sure. Yeah, no. It's just... I don't know. I can't put it into words other than, like, I just don't like it. And it's... Again, it's probably absolutely nothing actually wrong with the song. It's just, again, I have such high expectations. Because mm-hmm. I like... I like Danny Elfman stuff right. so much. Right. And that, again, too, like, this might be the style of this band, just, like, with the first mm-hmm. one. 
Um, so there's like, I don't, if that's how it is, then that's chill. That's cool. That's fine. Like, that's why I don't listen to them. So, yeah. All right. Song number seven. Actually, I think it's technically song number eight, but whatever. Is the Jack and Sally montage, which is from the Vitamin String Quartet. So I actually really, really like these guys. And I really like the music that they put out and the covers that they do, I think, is super cool. Um, so I think this one is really good. Um, I think that it, this is an example of, of one of the covers on this album that like adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously not part of the original soundtrack, but I mean, it could try, like they could put it in there and like, I'd believe it maybe, maybe like. Obviously, the original soundtrack has a lot more than just violins in it or strings of some sort. Um, so that makes it a little different. But um, I think this song is really, really good. And I like this one a lot. And I like their work a lot. So so I've listened to nothing else by them ever. This is the only thing I've ever heard by, by them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do like this. I don't have, like, as much to say to it as you do. But, like, they I don't do, hate it as much as I, th- I hate, like, I think the they ones. do original stuff, I think. But they also just do a lot of covers. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure. I'm sure I could have looked them up. I'm pretty I, sure it is. Hold on. I'm checking. But, like, this is perfectly fine. I can listen to this. It, I don't cringe. Like, I don't hate it. It's, like. I don't think it's as good as the original, but, like, it's one that I can absolutely listen to. I don't, like, despise their version of it whatsoever. Yeah, these are the guys that, like, they have a whole album where they just, like, take artists or take whatever Mm -hmm. and do them. So they have a whole, um, it's the one that I'm thinking of. And pretty sure these are the guys that do like a whole like Chili Peppers stuff, and they cover all their stuff. Like their the amount of music they have is insane. Yeah, they have a whole like Michael Jackson thing. It's just super super cool. I think I think that it pretty much they all add to their songs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of them I don't like, but for the most part, I I think they're it's very like a reimagined type thing and a unique spin on some of the stuff to me that's this out is there. very much like this hits the mark of revisited yeah um better than some of the other ones like yes i think like it goes along it fits well enough like where mm-hmm. some of the other ones I f- i'm just like they just why? fall flat like yeah. why did you put this on here yeah this one very much like fits. this, this I was think, also with, 2008 that's true quite a different time but i think this one is very much like Okay, it works with the whole. Right. I'll give you that. All right. So number eight, nine, I don't know, mm-hmm. is Jack's Obsession by Sparkle Horse. So again. This is the this, stupidest This name. is another band that I've, I don't listen to at all. Never listened to before. Don't listen to now. Um, I appreciate in this one, like, the attempted departure from the original Like, they tried to really change it and make it their own as opposed to the one by the All-American Rejects where it was, like, literally just him singing. But I hate the way this guy's voice sounds. I feel like it's so different. And I would probably just want to hear, like, the instrumental version on its own. Um, 
this is another one that like I like the original and it's just mm-hmm. it's just too much like I, yeah it's just too much like again I appreciate the attempt but I just nah, I don't like it I yeah I don't, I don't like even it. appreciate the attempt I do not like this one at all <laughs> this one I I I don't like the voice I don't even like the instrumentals that much like I think like when I you said like the one before it was like a revisited this one he was trying to do like a reimagined and he did and not it just, do it well no it was not it did not hit the mark for me Mm-mm. I'm sorry I just no bueno no bueno all right the next one is kidnap the sandy claws by corn this is probably one of my favorite covers like of all time um I think that this song like, if someone's like, oh, what does corn sound like? Like, even though this isn't one of their songs, I think that this song is a really good example because it shows off all of the best elements of the band. So you can obviously hear his vocals very well and different vocal styles that Jonathan Davis does. You can hear um, the bass. You can hear guitars. You can, like, the different elements that makes corn corn, I think, all really come out very well in this song. Um I think that they also did a good job, like Marilyn Manson did, of taking this song, staying true enough to the original that you know what it is, but then also making it their own thing. Absolutely. By, like, kind of putting a breakdown in it and that sort of stuff. And I think, too, you know, in the movie, this song is sung by three different characters, and Korn only has one singer. So he tweaked his voice enough that you could kind of pick up different characters, but at the same time, too, I don't think that this song needed different voices as much as, like, Marilyn Manson's one did. Um, so... Because it's three people against a whole town. It's it's three people against a whole town, but it's the same perspective. Yeah. They're all moving towards the same goal, whereas this is Halloween as everyone's introducing themselves, which so is just really, really different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so I don't think that the lack of voices like does anything for this song like negatively i just think that this song is like all around really really good and um like when i listen to this it's like okay i want to go listen to corn now like i don't even want to listen to anything else like i just want to listen to them um so yeah i love this version i like corn this is one of my favorite songs on the album like the original one and I think they did it, like, just like a couple of the previous ones. Like, they did it very well. It's very much revisited, but their perspective and take on it, but it's not too different. It still melds in very well with, like, the atmosphere and, like, the setting. Well, I mean, the, the album doesn't flow well at all. Because it does, it's but, like, so different. Yeah. It does, but, like, it's still, like, if you, like, look at it as the movie's perspective, it still mm-hmm. flows pretty well. I think it's perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's on my Christmas playlist. Yeah. I love this one. Okay. The next one is Making Christmas by Rise Against. Um, This is another example of the music is good, but the voice isn't. You don't Um, like it? At least for me, no. I think, too, like, this is actually one of my favorite, for the original soundtrack, this is... I mean, this is up there. I really, really like this song. And I think it's just because there's a lot of, like, one-liners. I think that's the same thing for... I mean, this is Halloween. Everyone, like, knows that song and likes that song. But there's a handful of songs from this movie 
and for musicals in general, at least for me, that it's, like, one line that, like, I don't know, just, like, sticks out to me or whatever. Um, I'm not explaining this very well, but anyway. Yes, you are. Do you get get what I'm saying? So this song has a lot of, like, just one, like, one part of it that, like, just really... Like, the line where he um, he's talking about, like, making the hat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, where he the way he sings, like, I'm a genius. You know what I'm talking Like, that is just, like, I always sing that line when I watch that. I don't sing the whole song. Like, it's just that line. It's just that part. It's just whatever. Um, so, I I like this song a lot. But I don't like Rise Against version. I don't, I just, I don't like it. I didn't listen to all of it. The ones that I didn't like, I didn't listen to all of them when I was getting ready for this episode so maybe if I gave it a little bit longer and more of a chance I would like it more but I didn't want to so I didn't at all I like this one I like the band I like I don't even really listen to the band that much I do I listen to them quite a bit I like um I like the voice I think to me personally it goes pretty good with it doesn't like differ too far from like, majorly from the original, like, some of the other ones, they were, like, they totally redid the entire song. It doesn't even, like, sound like the original. I think this one's pretty good. I don't have anything else to say to it. It's it's not one of, like, the my favorites. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about covers, too, because, I, I mean, there's nothing they can do about it. No, like, it's all if perspective. There's, it's, like, all your opinion. If there's problems with, like, the construction of a song, like... yeah. I mean, they could tweak it, but again, you can only tweak it so much until it's not a cover and it's like a completely like reimagined type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like it. All right. Next is Nabbed by the Yoshida Brothers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this one also reminds me of the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack when they go to Singapore. Um at least in the beginning of it, it has, like, those same sorts of elements. I think this song is so boring. It is boring. You're correct. Yeah. Not a fan. I mean, it's just... And I don't think Danny Elfman's music is boring at all. I think his instrumental stuff, I listen to that stuff all the time. Like, the Edward Scissorhands soundtrack, I love it. Frankie and Weenie soundtrack, love it. Um, You know, like, his... His stuff isn't boring by any means. I think his stuff is really, really beautiful, but the song is just not that way. Nope. Yeah. I don't have anything extra. I think you hit all of the major points because there weren't any. (laughs) Yay. So then there's Oogie Boogie's song by Rodrigo and Gabriella. Oh, E. Gabriella. Lo siento. Um, I like it. Um... I like it. I think it's a cool, like, cover of it, but I wish that there was a cover where they did the vocals, um, because I think that that's, like, the best part of the song. So, I like it, but I would have preferred this to be, like, an extra something or something that, like, this group had did, had done on their own and not what came from, like, the official, because... You could have found someone really cool to cover this and do a good job and, like, Especially cover it. Especially because it's Oogie Boogie. 
and cover it vocally. Like, you're telling me, like, there's, you couldn't find anyone. I mean, no one told me that they couldn't find anyone. But, like, yeah, I think that the, this leaves much to be desired for. Yes. The potential. There's so much potential and... It's good. I, I do sincerely like it, but I don't feel like it's hitting the potential that the song has. And when you say, okay, we're going to get all these people and all these bands to cover all these songs for us, and then this is what you have, it's kind of like, wah, wah. Yeah, it didn't hit the mark for me, and it's probably it's because Oogie Boogie is my favorite. That's true. I love Oogie. That and I true. love his, like, how he does, like, all his, like... Like throughout the song, it's like very. I don't know how to how to word the it. style of the song. Yes, and it's very much like his personality comes out, mm-hmm. and it's not there in this cover. No, because it's like Spanish guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not nothing. Yeah, love the original. Love Oogie. He's my dude. I actually, don't really like the original that much. I do. I sing it all the time, but like it's not. My favorite. So then there's Sally song by Amy Lee. I actually like this. This is the only one that I like better than the original because I just don't really like the person who does the voice for Sally in the movie. Um, who is that? Catherine O'Hara, I think. Like, I don't think that it's bad, but I just don't like it that much. Um, especially compared to this. I think that this version is really, really good. I think that it makes total sense, like, why she's on... Like, it makes sense for Marilyn Manson to be on it. It makes sense for, like, Amy Lee to be on it. Like, this was a good move by them. Um, I think the song is really pretty. And I think she... She just adds to it in all of the right ways. Makes it different enough that it's different, but keeps it similar enough that it's similar... And, yeah, it's it's very good, in my opinion. I like it. I thought you weren't going to, because you don't really like Evanescence, right? I don't that much. Um, I, don't, I actually don't listen to Evanescence that much, but the stuff that I like from them, I like a lot. Like, I listen to a lot. I mean, their stuff's okay. I don't hate it. Um, it but it's just nothing special to me. But, like, this version is absolutely fine. Like, again, like you said, it makes sense, like, for her to be on this. It, like, makes perfect sense that she's got a song on here. It makes perfect sense, like you said, like, Marilyn Manson's got a song on here. And I think the song they chose for her to do is perfect. It's pretty. I think, like, I, back in 2008, like, who would they have picked? They were much more popular back then, I feel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, like, I don't think that she, and she may have someone that I'm just not aware of or not thinking of, but I don't really feel like Amy Lee had an equivalent. There was other female fronted rock groups, but not like Evanescence. They were, they were big into, they were, they were actually, I think they were probably bigger before that. Like when I don't think bring me to life came out in 2008. I think that was more like 2003 or something. I think that was earlier. Oh, yeah, you're right. 2003. Dang. I knew it. Look at you go. I knew it. And that was off the top of my head. Dang. Yeah. So, and I feel like, I mean, I know that they still make music now, but 
I think that, like, Bring Me to Life was, like, so big for them. And then, like, My Immortal, which I love that song so much. But then, like... That's so sad. I don't remember their other stuff getting radio play. Whereas Bring Me to Life was everywhere. Oh, everywhere. I was in third grade in 2003. Like, everywhere. Like, you you would hear it on the radio all the time and everything. And I, you know, I would... I was watching, like, TRL and all that sort of stuff back then, too. And mm-hmm. you would see them everywhere. Um, so, during that, like, I feel like that, two, yeah, 2003 was, like, so early in it that there wasn't a lot, like, Flyleaf wasn't around yet. But I don't really think the two of them are very comparable because I think that Flyleaf was very much just, like, rock and metal, whereas, like, Evanescence kind of had, like, the goth. Um, undertones like they weren't like I don't think that they're goth really I could be wrong about that though but like they were more like that than you know bands like Flyleaf or whatever but bands like In This Moment or The Pretty Reckless like they didn't exist yet so Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't know if Amy Lee had anyone you know like this makes so much sense for me for Amy Lee to be singing Sally's song I couldn't think of anyone else that at that time period, should no. should be having that spot. I couldn't yeah, either. Not then. Um, so yeah. So then there is the oh I didn't even write who does it. There's a Christmas Eve montage. Who does that one? Um, RJD two. I don't know if it's supposed if it's like. Is it supposed to be like Star Wars? Um, I I really want to like know. it, but I can't. I don't like it. I can't either. I tried. I want to like all of it. Pretty much all the instrumental ones I don't like. The majority of the vocal ones I don't like as well. I just don't like this. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it, it, and like Alex said, like I want to like all of it because... I like the movie so I, much. I like the movie. I want to band I think it. people think I that I like the movie a lot more than I do. Like I do really like the movie, but it's not my favorite as much as maybe people think, but I think that's because I think a lot of people are like, oh, you like Tim Burton stuff, so you like The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is accurate, but I like Frank and Winnie and Corpse Ride more. And which see, people is are like, oh, you like Tim Burton? To say. You like The Nightmare Before Christmas? And I'm like, yes, I would die for that movie. I but like, it. Nightmare Before Christmas is also so commercial. It is very You can get their stuff everywhere. You can't get like Corpse Ride socks. You can't get, like, Frankie Weenie dish towels, you know, like, that sort of stuff. So I think that that's also part of it, too. And I do really, really like this movie, but it's not, like, I mean, I could go a while without seeing it, and it's not the end of the world. I watch it at least once a month. Oh, shit. I don't watch my favorite (laughs) movie that often. Because it just puts me in such a good mood. Like, I love this movie. It was funny. I was talking to my sister the other day, and I said, what's your favorite movie? And then I said, no, like, what movie could you watch and, like, never get tired of? Or, like, what movie would you want to watch every day for the rest of your life if you had to? And she was like, isn't that the same question? And I was like, no. Like, I would not want to watch. My favorite movie is Edward Scissorhands. I would not want to watch that every day. I could watch Even as much as I like it, and even if it didn't make me, like, sad, I still wouldn't want to watch it every day. Because I love that movie, but it's not that, like, I'd probably get tired of it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't watch it very often, and I think that makes me like it even more when I do watch it. 
I love it. I also have it on DVD, and I haven't bought it off Amazon, like, on Amazon Prime or whatever. So when I want to watch it, it's the pain in the butt because I have to plug in my laptop that has the DVD drive. And that laptop is so old because they don't make laptops like that anymore. And it has to be charging at all times in order to, like, be turned on. Like, that's how old it is. So I have to charge it. Then I have to restart it, like, seven times because it's that old. Then I have to plug the HDMI into the TV. Then I have to hope and pray that, like, the DVD drive. So it's such, a, it's such like, an event when I watch that movie that it's, like... And then I watch it and I'm, like, you're going to sit here and you're going to enjoy it and you're not going to be on your phone. This is such a pain in the butt to get it rolling. I have it on DVD, too. I've actually watched it so many times. I have... We're talking about two different movies. I'm talking about Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I'm talking about... (laughs) No, No, Nightmare Before Christmas I have on Amazon Prime. I bought it. So, Nightmare Before Christmas I have on DVD. I'm on my second DVD of it because I watched the first one so much I burned it out. Dang. Yeah, no, I bought it off Amazon. So, I, like, can watch it whenever I want because I don't have Disney+. Plus. I'm thinking about it. I think I might just do my trial and then watch a bunch of stuff and then delete it. But I'm I don't not know. even thinking about it. But I think my mom. It just is. has a lot of Star Wars stuff on it. So I want to own all the Star Wars movies, but I don't think I want to own like the Clone Wars TV show. But I want to watch it. So I'll like sign up for like two because it's only six ninety nine a month, which isn't that bad. It's yeah. cheaper than Netflix. I don't have Netflix. I have Netflix. That's just um, expensive and it keeps going up. Netflix isn't worth it. Like, I had it. It is for me because I watch a lot of For Netflix. a while. I don't like most of the Netflix originals. I think that's why. Like, I don't like Stranger Things. I think the only Netflix original that I really liked was Orange is the New Black. So I watched all of that. And then I watched The Dirt. And then I would, like, watch a handful of the stuff that was on there. And then it was like, okay, I don't need to watch. Like, I can get it somewhere else. I watched I'll rent it off Amazon. I watched I don't a care. lot of Netflix. God, what are they doing? Um. So the next song is Poor Jack by the Plain White Tees. Um, I hate this. This is, I, okay, so I like the play, okay, I like Hey There Delilah, and I like One, Two, Three, Four, and then besides that, I just don't really listen to them that much. Um, so for me, this is a song, another example of just, like, poor vocals, and by this point, it's I like, it's like, okay, like, just because you can sound really good, because I do think Plain White Tees, in their their music and in their band i do think that they sound very good but like just because you can be in a band and perform doesn't mean that you can necessarily cover things or like you can't cover like whatever you want i think that covering songs isn't as easy as some people might think it is it's not like oh we're just gonna play it and the guitar player is gonna play the guitar stuff and the singer is gonna sing like there's actually much more entailed and i think that this song is a good example of that because it's just not I don't feel like it fits them it doesn't fit the singer I don't know what his name is doesn't fit his voice doesn't fit plain white tees I know why they're on here because they were so popular during that time like it makes total sense for them to be as much as, like, the darker, quote-unquote, darker bands, it makes sense because, like, their aesthetic fits. It also makes sense that you'll pull in some of the other people that were just popular at the time. Yeah. So I get it. But I don't think that – where some of the other covers, it was like, I don't like it. I don't like the job that they did. I feel like there was no way for this cover to sound good based off of the song that they were covering and then, like, who they are. 
as their band. So. I don't like it. I'm not a Plain White Tees fan. I don't like his voice. And I think because I don't like his voice, I don't like... If you songs. didn't know that it was Plain White Tees... I can tell it's his voice. I just don't you like No, but if voice. you couldn't, like... If I couldn't, I don't know. I just... I don't like the... It's not one of my personal favorites on the soundtrack anyway. Yeah. It's like one that I could I like, like the part in the movie, but I don't really I like the like song. I could like give or take it. It doesn't matter. Um, but like I just I don't like this song. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one is To the Rescue by Data Rock. This just sounds so cheesy to me. Absolutely. It sounds like it could be, like, on a video game soundtrack or something like that. Like, it sounds like an 8-bit it version. Does. You know how many hot takes I have on this? It's amazing. Good grief. I know myself. Look at you. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like, which I actually looked it up the other day to see if there was, like, a Nightmare Before Christmas video game. Because I would play it. Not on the Nintendo Switch. It's, like, Game Boy Color. Who uses those? I still have mine. Well, you can go get the game. I don't think it's Game Boy Color. I think it's like a DS or something. Probably. But it's not on the Nintendo Switch. So, can't play it. Um, so, yeah. I don't like this song. I do Because I don't like video game music. I Whenever I play video games, I always turn the music off. No. I listen to my own music. Do okay. my own thing. Every now and then, a video game will have music that I can jam to. Like the Kingdom Hearts video games. They I don't like music. those games. I like Guitar Hero music. Well, that's different. <laughs> I played Guitar Hero today for the first time in years. Really? I loved it. Yes, it was so much fun. That's I good for you. That. But no, I, I can't play that on a Switch either. No fan. No fan. Yeah. So then there's the finale slash, what is it? Reprise? Repris? However you say it. I think it's reprise. No, it's not a, there's no A in it. It's just a reprise. I think by Shiny Toy Guns. Heck, I know. I feel like I used to listen to Shiny Toy Guns, or at least was like aware of them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is just like everywhere except where it should be. Like I feel like <laughs> this song is so all over the place. I don't like the vocals at all. Mm-mm. Like I just no, I don't like it either. But I don't really listen to shiny toy guns at all, so. I don't either. But I'm trying, I think, like, um, I really like Family Force 5, especially, like, in 2008. I was really into them. I feel like they toured with them. I think I remember seeing that. So, like, I think I know who they are. I don't know. But. I think I only know one song by them. It's not this one. What's the other song by them? The one, the only one I think I've ever heard is, what is it, Shiny Toy Guns, You Are the One. I think that's I it. Know. But, no, no. It's, I mean, it's okay, I don't hate it. Oh, I do. It's I skipped fine. it. I skipped it, and then I was like, oh, wait, hold on. This is when they say we're simply meant to be, and then I went back and listened to that part. And then I was like, nope, still sucks. Yep. I agree, but it's like I don't hate it as much as like I hate a couple of the other ones. Like some of them I like detest. Yeah. So then it goes into "Entitled" by the Album Leaf. I actually really like this version of the song. I think that 
this is another example of one where it like adds to the original but i think it also sounds pretty similar to the original so maybe that's why like they didn't tweak it enough like vitamin string quartet like really they didn't tweak it they just played it on violins Mm -hmm. and other string stuff so maybe that's why i like that one so much too so maybe that's why i like this one so much may and maybe if i didn't and i guess this is really similar to like alex's point like not like high expectations because i like the movie but maybe if i just didn't watch the movie as many times or listen to the songs as many times Mm -hmm. i would like some of these covers a lot more but because it's like, no, I really, really like... So, yeah, maybe it is a high expectations thing. That it's just like... But I don't feel like it's high expectations like, you need to do this because this is what's the best. It's just... No, that's... that Like, it's just off. It's like that with... um There's a lot of covers that are just like that for me. Like, I... I listen to, like, a fair amount of covers. But, like, there's... um. I'm trying to think who is it I think it's like maybe it's Fozzie I think covers like a Motley Crue song and whenever instrumentally it sounds so much like them that whenever it first comes on I'm always like oh my god it's the crew and then like once the vocals start it's like this isn't who it's supposed to be you know like and I don't like that because and this is something that I've talked about on other episodes I think where like I, it just sucks that when a vocalist leaves, everyone's like, well, now you have to rename your band. Whereas, like, when the drummer leaves, everyone's like, okay, whatever. Just go find somebody else. Like, I yeah. feel like that's really not fair to, like, everyone else. Um, your singer doesn't always make the band. Right. But, like, come on. But I, I, it's their voice and bands are known for, you know. Yeah. I feel like more often than not, people are like, I know that band because of that person as yeah. opposed to, like, the guitar work. Even though there are some bands that are like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's part of what it is. And especially on the songs with vocals, then where it sounds like the instruments aren't even changed that much, then it's really like, no, that's not his voice. Like, that's not what it sounds like. So it's not like a snooty, like I have high expectations and it's not being met. It's more just like, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be Danny Elfman singing. Like, Mm -hmm. duh. Um, I agree with this. And yeah, that sort of stuff. But I do like this one a lot. I think this one and the montage are probably the only ones, like, the only instrumental ones that I like, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. So, yeah. It's okay. Like, it's it's just the instrumental, so I don't, like, have, like, a lot to say about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's fine. Yeah, definitely not as bad as the other ones, for no, sure. No, for sure. For sure. Okay, so the last one on here is a different version of Oogie Boogie song. This one's by Tiger Army. So this one has vocals, so I like it more than the other one. But I think that this one is very much like Flyleaf's cover. It's flat. Where it's so flat. And it's so in the movie, it's so animated, and it's so fun, and it's just... You know, like, all these different things. And this guy is, like, doesn't even sound excited to be there. Nope. Which, why would you want to listen to that? Like, and I think there's a lot of songs where, um, maybe it's because these songs are for characters. Like, it's 
the soundtrack to a musical Maybe. that it's not just like an album of songs so like each song has to bring on like qualities of a character and it's not just someone singing a song like they're singing about actions so there's like verbiage that they're like excited to be doing whatever or they're sad to be doing whatever as opposed to a song that's just like this is how I feel right now so maybe that's part of it, but um, I, I just think don't that like it because he's doing something yeah. like kidnap the Sandy Claus. Like they're doing something yeah. like all of these songs are about actions and are about movements and are about activities. Whereas when you listen to an album, some of them are like that, but some of them aren't. Some of them are just songs. So. Yeah, I haven't thought yeah. about it that way. But I, I mean, he just sounds so Bored. bland. So it's kind of like, well, why? Why are you even doing Like, exactly. I wouldn't want that put out there. No. Into the world. So that's pretty much the whole album. I think this is just like, this shows that covers can actually be really, really hard. I know people knock a lot of bands that like become popular off of covers, but I think that... It's hard because it's, you have that original expectation yeah. that you have to meet and or succeed to right, have it be good. Right. And again, it has to, to be else. similar enough to be similar, but different enough to be your own. Uh-huh. And all. I think of bands like Our Last Night, and a lot of people don't like them. And I actually really like a lot of the covers that they do. I don't think that they're super cheesy. I think that they're actually pretty good. And it's I like listening to them because... It's like, oh, yeah, this pop song's pretty all right, but, like, this rock cover is even cooler or whatever. Um, And so I think that that's what I like about some of the songs on this album that I like so much. Like, This is Halloween or Kidnap the Sandy Claws because it's like, I really like this song and I really like metal and it puts the two of those together and that type of thing. Um, So, yeah, I would say my favorite are Kidnap the Sandy Claws by Korn and then Sally's song with Amy Lee. And then this is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. And then Flyleaf's is fourth, but that's really just because it's Flyleaf. It's not actually because of the song, because I don't think the song's very good. So. I'm going to do my top four. It would be This is Halloween, Marilyn Manson. And then Kidnap the Sandy Claws. And then it would be. I could flip flop it between. For a third and fourth. Between Jack's Limit and Making Christmas. Probably Jack's Limit because I do like that song better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we have to say about this. Happy Halloween. And we will talk to you guys soon. So feel free to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at OTDEpod. And then you can subscribe or follow the actual podcast either on SoundCloud or Spotify. And I say this all the time, but I'm still trying to figure out how to get us on Apple Podcasts. So, yes. We'll make it there eventually. One of these days. I have faith. Okay. That's all we have to say to you guys. Bye.